Um, so before we get started, I will pray really quick and then we will dive into the word. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for every single person who is joining Kindred Conference online. Lord, I pray that you would be with them, that they would feel your presence, even though we're not joining in person. Um, I know that you are able to encounter us in our own homes, Lord. Um, and so I just pray that this would be a great time for your daughters to spend time with you. Um, Lord, would your word pierce through our hearts and land on fertile ground, Lord God. Um, just pray that you would allow me to get out of the way um, so that your name would be glorified and magnified. And that, um, yeah, God, we just want to learn from you and um, spend this time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, and so, first off, we're going to jump into our word, and we're going to be reading from James 3.13 um, to 18. And James 3.13 to 18, uh, which is called the wisdom from above. And it reads, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good conduct, by deeds done in humility that come from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast in it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, then peace-loving, gentle, accommodating, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere peacemakers who sow in peace reap the fruit of righteousness in this passage we are asked a question um, we're invited to reflect and take a look at the people who are in our lives um, and notice the fruit in our lives as well it starts off by asking who is wise and understanding among you for the response we're introduced to two different kinds of people the first we have a picture of someone who is ruled by bitterness and jealousy, um, selfish ambition, or as the passage, passage states, uh, wisdom that is not from above, but is actually worldly um, and evil. On the other hand, we have a wisdom that is from above, one that is pure, peace-loving, gentle, a wisdom that is active and actually produces peacemakers and good fruit. Here we're introduced to this concept of wisdom from above is what creates peacemakers. When I first asked the Lord um, what he wanted me to share uh, for Kindred Conference and our theme around peace, um, the first thing that came to mind was Prince of Peace. Every time I prayed, the, that word was the only thing I got was Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace, a name, an identity, a person, Jesus. Isaiah 6 Oh, sorry, Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I just found that to be so encouraging that in that moment of asking the Lord, um, what do I need to do to be a peacemaker? Or what should I be sharing on being a peacemaker? He actually just points us to Jesus. Um, peacemaking isn't so much about the things that we can do, um, but who Jesus is and how, from a place of encountering Christ, we can actually live out being peacemakers. Um, before we can think about being peacemakers, we have to actually encounter the maker of peace. 
Um, Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. When we look at this verse, it's so evident the relationship between being a son or daughter of God and being that peacemaker. Um, it's actually through our relationship with God that we are able to grow that fruit of peace and we're able to provide peace to those around us. Um, outside of Jesus, striving for peace actually leads to people-pleasing, bitterness, um, peacekeeping, and avoidance, which is not the idea of what Christ came to teach us about. In a world like ours, it's very easy to see a lack of peace um, or false peace around us. Let's imagine a family where the parents are constantly fighting, um, always yelling in the home, and there's just a lot, a lot of tension. Then imagine one of those parents pulls um, one of the children aside and says some not very nice things about the other parent. And to end off that in interaction, they say, make sure you don't say anything so that you can keep the peace. That example is definitely um, not an example of peacekeeping. Um, that child, instead of actually keeping the peace, the child is left carrying the burden and the weight of the tension in that family um, and always having to live walking on eggshells waiting for the next blow up. In an article written by Jennifer A. Williams, um, an emotional intelligence coach, she states, um, all my relationships were one-sided. Me, the giver of time and favors and, and others, happy to receive my generosity. It didn't even occur to me to question this imbalance in my relationships. In my mind, it was simply the way the world worked. I never said no to a request and I was continu continually overcommitted, overwhelmed, feeling rushed and exhausted and miserable. Then one day I noticed a reoccurring theme in my life, resentment. What most often followed my giving was resentment. Even as believers, we can often get caught up in this idea of um, loving like Jesus and trying to figure out how we can show to others that we are his hands and his feet. We often sprint through life feeling rushed, overworked, busy, trying to keep the peace out of our own power. And like Martha, we end up getting consumed by the busyness of our lives when we could have just taken the time to sit at Jesus' feet. What ends up happening is that our expressions of peace are actually rooted um, in an inauthentic and a place of striving as well. Um, we end up burning out, or like Jennifer, we end up holding or harboring um, resentment to those who are around us. If we look at the same verse from Matthew 5, 9 from the Amplified Translation, it says, Blessed, spiritually calm with life, joy, and God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will express his character and be called sons of God. For they will express his character. We cannot express God's character if we do not know his character. We cannot experience true peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, if we do not encounter the Prince of Peace. One story in the Bible that um, always reminds me of the peace um, that we can experience with God and with Jesus is the story of Peter walking on water. Um, I'll just do a quick overview of that story. Um, and so that can be found in Matthew chapter 14. And what ends up happening is Jesus spends some time alone um, with God to pray. During this time, the disciples go out onto their boats 
um, and then there's a storm that rises up. When that storm rises up, Jesus walks towards them on water and they were terrified. Um, they started screaming, it's a ghost. And Jesus says to them, take courage, do not be afraid. Then Peter says, if it's really you, Lord, then tell me to walk on water or to come out to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. When Peter gets out of the water, he is able to walk on water, but then his gaze shifts from that on Jesus to the winds and the storms that are happening around him. And then he sinks and he cries out to the Lord to save him, which Jesus does. And um, they head back to the boat. The storm calms down and everyone is worshiping Jesus. During this passage, the word peace or peacemaker is not explicitly um, said, but we do see words like take courage, um, little faith, um, but we still don't see those words of peace. Still, if we were to put ourselves in the position of the disciples, for us to have courage, to not be afraid, um, and to have lots of faith, we actually need to have peace for those things to happen. As Peter walks on water with his eyes focused on Jesus, um, he experiences the Prince of Peace. He's not overwhelmed by his circumstance. He's not overwhelmed by the wind and the waves. But as soon as he takes his eyes off Jesus, that is when he experiences that lack of peace again. As we keep our eyes on Jesus um, in the midst of our storms in our families, um, the storms of the raging thoughts that sometimes seem to um, feel very, very consuming, um, we can actually rise above those storms. The peace we experience from an encounter with Christ actually allows us to be peacemakers um, in the territories that Christ has entrusted to us. Then we are able to express his character. Um, for me, really recently, I had an experience with um, what an encounter with, with the Prince of Peace um, actually looked like. Um, when I was first asked to share for Kindred Conference, um, all the raging thoughts started, the storms came, um, and those regular thoughts that I often um, tell myself or, that, or the lies of the enemy quickly um, filled my brain. Those lies of who made a mistake in asking you to speak? Um, are you sure? You definitely have nothing to say. Um, but then I was quickly reminded of a word. Um, and this word was saturate. At the beginning of every single year, um, I choose a word that I pray into and believe God for. And my word for this year was actually saturate. When I first decided to pick that word, I definitely did not know um, what could happen throughout the, the year. But I did know that I wanted to dedicate this year to the Lord um, where I was just saturated in his presence and also where I said yes to wherever I felt like he was calling me. Um, as soon as those lies now came rushing through my brain and I remembered that word, I remembered of the times where I spent with the Lord, all the praying that I've been doing for the past 11 months, praying into this word and those lies were quickly silenced. And so the Lord really highlighted to me of how um, spending that time of being in his presence and spending that time of encountering um, the Prince of Peace can, one, help us to walk above 
um, those storms, but also it can quiet the storm a lot faster. And so I just really believe that for everyone who is listening, that the Lord does want to encounter you, that he does want you to experience his peace. Um, and also he does want to lift off the burden of you having to carry that mantle on your own, but actually he's there to carry it for you. And through spending time with him um, and having those great moments with him, being a peacemaker and living out peace will actually just be a fruit of meeting with the Prince of Peace. And so that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And next we have Christine. Thank you so much, Sanyu, for that amazing message. Um, my name's Christine. For those of you I have not met yet, um, it's just such an honor today to be sharing with you guys uh, what I believe God uh, wants to say to us. And I just want to simply share what's on my heart. Uh, just a simple, quick little message. But um, just getting straight into it, uh, Romans 5.5, 5, um, I guess my title is called, There is a Hope uh, That Does Not Disappoint. So I'm just going to read the whole thing because it is so good. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not disappoint. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Let's pray before we get into it. Heavenly Father, I just ask that um, these next words would be yours, not mine, Lord. That, um, that every heart, every person tuning in today, Lord, would encounter you, encounter your hope, your peace, you, Jesus. That where we have closed off our hearts, Lord, would you open them. Where we've hardened our hearts, Lord, would you soften them. Would you speak your truth in your love. Thank you for your loving kindness, Lord. Thank you that you are a God abounding in love and you are a God who cares. So, Lord, today we, we just commit these next minutes to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, um, I'm, a, I'm a visual learner, so I hope y'all don't mind. I have an illustration <laughs> to drive the point home today, um, but essentially... This is this is just gonna be. This is gonna represent me or our life, you, me, your life, my life. Cool. It seems that there is always something that's uh, eluding us. You know that we are longing for. There's a, an iPhone, a new iPhone coming out every every other month. It's just the ever moving goalposts and and things um, in life. So, but I just wanted to like let's be honest. You know, I just wanted to to let's talk about this stuff because. You know, I've been there, you've been there, where we, we sometimes think to ourselves, you know, oh, this thing is, is going to be, as soon as, uh, when this happens, I'll be satisfied. You know, um, we sometimes think that thing or that person is going to be the peace provider, um, that it'll meet our expectations, it'll satisfy the longing in us, and um, we, we think to ourselves, I'll be satisfied when, you know, fill in the blank. Um so often we can we can think things like you know if if only when when I get into that university and when I get that degree then I'll be happy right 
And then we go, well, okay, now that I've graduated and I got the degree, if only I could get that job, you know, that specific, then I'll be happy, right? So you get the job. Okay, awesome. Um, what about, um, not just in career, uh, maybe it's your love life. Maybe you think, oh, if only I could get that guy or that girl to, you know, we, if they can just go out with me, go on a date with me, then I'd be happy. <laughs> I don't want to get winded here. Um, or then we think, okay, if I could just get him to propose, okay, or if she could just say yes to the proposal, then I'd be happy, then I'd be satisfied, okay? I'm sure you've noticed by now, I'm going to stop here. Uh, before I pass out. <laughs> I'm sure you've noticed um, a pattern here right now. Um, but it seems as though we're always longing for something more. And don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with, you know, longing to improve your life. And, and I think quite the contrary, actually. I think that it's amazing that if you want to grow in your career and you want to provide, you know, the best for your family, that's awesome. That's amazing. And God gets glorified. Um, but however... If we place our hope and peace or happiness in such things, we will always be disappointed. Because the moment your balloon passes over the flames of life, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> so um, the first argument you have with that guy or girl, ooh, I don't want the smoke alarm smoke alarms to go off um but th that maybe you you know the relationship falls apart it doesn't work out um or you you lose that job god forbid but you know you lose that job or you don't get the promotion then what where is your hope now where is your peace or your happiness now do you see where i'm going so suggesting that perhaps maybe it wasn't really hope or peace in the first place so what if instead what if instead we filled our, instead of filling our lives with, you know, wishful thinking and a bunch of hot air, what if we filled it with substance? This is just water, okay? I promise. <laughs> what if we just filled, filled it with substance? I'm not going to go, oops, I'm making a mess, sorry. I don't know if you can see this. Okay, fill it with water. Cool? All right. Note. Okay. It's all just, just water in here. I haven't changed the balloon. And I'm just going to do the light the exact same candle. Nothing's changing. Okay. Note, the temperature hasn't changed. In fact, it's only going to get hotter the longer I hold it here over the heat, right? And the balloon's rubber certainly hasn't changed either. So what's the difference? The difference is what it is filled with. <laughs> it's filled with substance. Okay, and Romans 5, 5 says there is a hope that does not disappoint. There is a hope, there is a peace that does not disappoint. And his name is Jesus. And you see like the peace. Okay, so 
nothing changed there. The temperature, the balloon, the only difference was what the balloon was filled with. And so you see peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of wholeness. So if you're taking notes, that's a good one to, to, to note. Um, you see peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of wholeness. And that wholeness, that substance, comes from the Holy Spirit. It's Holy Spirit. It's Jesus. When we are filled with his spirit, the substance, the fruit of the spirit, hope and peace makes us whole. And of course, it's, it's never a pleasant experience going through the flames of life. Jesus never promised that we wouldn't experience troubles or disappointments. In John 16, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amazing. It's like we have the cheat code to, to life <laughs> right there. Um, but I just want to say, like, although we will feel the burn by disappointments and troubles that happen in life, but because we are filled with him, we will not break in Jesus name. So in closing, I just want to speak to two, two different people. Maybe, maybe so the first person, maybe you're you're feeling hopeless you're feeling tired, tired of waiting for better days to come. You feel like throwing in the towel you on your faith, on people. Maybe you just feel like giving up on yourself. I just want to speak to that person right now and say, do not let the disappointments in life cloud your view and cloud, um, yeah, your view of God's faithfulness. I pray that a fight and a faith would rise up. That some people, someone would come alongside of you and blow on the, the embers, on the coals that are, that are growing dim. And that, that faith, that hope, that peace would come. Yeah. And, and I just want to say disappointment doesn't have to be a thief of our hope. But instead, it, let it be an invitation. An invitation to recalibrate your heart. Let it reveal, okay, Lord, like where have we maybe placed our hope in the wrong things? Let it be an opportunity for him to renew our hope and to fill us once again, right? And if you're new to local today and you're watching and, and, and we, we just want to also invite you, if, you, if you're new um, and, and you don't know Jesus, you want, you want this hope, you want this peace, you want Jesus, you want the Holy Spirit to, to come and dwell within you, that substance to be in your life. I'm going to I'm going to say a prayer and uh, I just want to invite you to repeat it back and repeat it with me, okay? Say it with me. Father God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins, to forgive me of my sins. Future, past, present, everything. I invite you today to be Lord over my entire life. May your Holy Spirit come and dwell now in me and fill me with your hope, fill me with your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Be encouraged today. There is a peace for our anxiety. There is a comfort for our sufferings and it's Jesus. Through, through every circumstance, even in the waiting, in the longing, in, in the weariness, he is with us. He is with us even while we wait. 
and his promises still stand true. And I'm just going to pray that even this week, that we would even see the little miracles, even those, you know, we, we would just be filled with gratitude. We would be so grateful and thankful for the things that have come out, even of the most painful of situations, that that even the most hopeless of situations, that we would we would see how God is still moving. But even if we do not see, I pray that, that there would be a, a new perseverance and a praise and a thankfulness still, that even in the face of difficulty, even with little to no change, we will still persevere because we know this perseverance builds our character and the character brings hope. So be blessed today. Thank you again for having me, and I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Take care. Back to you, MCs.